0: Good morning. Today's scripture from Mark is a success story. And it's a story about rejection. It's two stories, actually, that mirror each other. Or maybe more accurately, they they parallel each other. Mark, as a gospel and storyteller, is known for brevity, Everything in Mark is immediately this, or at once this. So when in this story, the storytelling slows down and adds detail, that is a signal to pay attention. And what we have here in this story, and Darren read it really well, is a slowing down. Jesus comes to his hometown to teach with his disciples. And when he does, the questions begin. It's a litany of questions. Where did this man get all of this? What is this wisdom that's been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? And the final blow, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? Essentially, who does he think he is? Now, I find that a little bit surprising, partly because usually we like our hometown folks going out and doing something great. I am, as many of you know, Canadian. And I think that Canadians living outside of Canada are sometimes teased a little bit for always pointing out which musicians and actors and celebrities are Canadian. Keanu Reeves, William Shatner, Ellen Page, Sandra O. Oh, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds, and Ryan Gosling. So maybe it's just me getting teased by my spouse about that, I don't know. He's started pointing out the Canadians to me at this point. I think uh, neighboring, as Canada, north of the United States, neighboring that sort of behemoth of culture and Hollywood, Canada's always really proud when its hometown kids make it big. And oh my gosh, when someone from Saskatchewan makes it big. Forget about it not so with nazareth the comments initially sound good astonishment but quickly this turns to dismay and then to dismissal even scandal we heard darren read they took offense at jesus but this is they they were scandalized is the greek word this young man needs to be taken down a peg his preaching the authority that he's showing are bringing shame to his community. He should know his place and he should stay there. Their final questions cast dispersions not just on him, but on his parentage. You might have noticed there's no mention of Joseph when they ask where he came from. Is not this your mother Mary, they ask. Jesus is the son of that girl who got in trouble all those years ago when she was a teenager. This bastard is trying to claim to have status over us Trying to be some kind of a scholar or a teacher? No, We might buy his benches, maybe a table, but this, forget it. Jesus could and maybe he should have been angry. He's not, well maybe he is, but what he does is he even goes on to lay hands on some and heal as many as his community will allow him to minister but he also does not shrink away from or wilt under their scrutiny. Instead, he says, prophet. He names himself prophet, revered and honored, except here at home. He connects himself with a lineage of greater depth and tradition and spirituality than this particular family in this particular hometown. He intentionally connects himself with the prophets who came before him, who spoke with boldness and authority, and who were sometimes unpopular. With the title prophet, he answers their question. Who gave him authority? Like the prophets, God gives him authority. With whose voice is he speaking? As did the prophets, he speaks with the voice of God. His hands do deeds of power through the power of God in him. And Mary's son, yes, and also the begotten and beloved of God. You may not like it, he says to them, but I am a prophet. And it seems like prophets aren't loved at home, so bye, Felicia. (laughs) And with this dismissal, Jesus shakes his head, and we pivot to that mirror image story. It's the bounce back. Part one begins, Jesus goes to teach in his synagogue, in his hometown. Except he meets a wall of resistance and rejection. And so, the second half begins, Jesus goes out to teach among the villages. He does not dwell in the rejection, or in the resistance, or the negativity, or the barriers that are being put up in that place. He goes where he will be welcomed. And he brings his disciples with him. In his conversation with his disciples, we again see that slowing down and that infusion of detail that signals in Mark that, hey, we should should pay attention to this. He didn't immediately send out his disciples to heal and proclaim the reign of God. No, what we hear is Jesus calls them, he sends them in support of community, he gives them authority, and then he instructs them on how to go about their ministry. Invitation, commission, and instruction— An answer and a mirror to all of those questions that signal rejection. Through these instructions and the discipleship that follows among those villages and in those communities is demonstrated who gives him authority. Whose deeds of power are these? And this is how he can authorize others to do things through the power of God. Rejection as empowerment I think it probably is true that the hometowns that some of us come from, or the home families, the home communities, might not want to lay claim to us anymore. Some of us might not be welcome at home because of our different politics, or an unwelcome orientation, or opinions that are too bold, or stances that associate the hometown that we come from with something it does not think that they should be proud of or if not explicitly rejected many more of us here perhaps in Seattle and in this congregation we've said goodbye and put behind us a place that isn't for us anymore Jesus in his in his instructions gives us a discipleship model to embrace empowered to move forward go together he says He sends them in twos, pairs of people to work in supportive community with each other, to hold each other accountable, to help each other. Discipleship work is best done with others. Come with me. It's not a mistake that Mormons go out in pairs. Claim your prophetic authority. Know that God's power for good and for love in the face of what seems like, in common parlance, a dumpster fire of rejection of God's love and justice, and be confident that the reign of God is still the reign of God. Travel light. No money, Jesus says to his disciples. No extra clothes, no food. Examine what literally and spiritually weighs you down. And so that you must depend on each other and on the hospitality of those who will welcome you. Allow yourself to be ministered to. Let yourself be cared for and let hospitality offered be a gift from the one who welcomes you. What this instruction to travel light brought to mind for me was the the prophet and pilgrim, peace pilgrim. She renamed herself this and throughout the 60s, 70s and 80s traveled multiple times across the country, preaching peace and carrying nothing, literally nothing with her except the clothes on her back and expecting that she would walk. She said she would walk until someone offered her a meal and she would sleep outside until someone offered her shelter. And she said she would do all of this, spreading the message of peace within oneself and with one's neighbor. And the final instruction from Jesus, shake it off. Taylor Swift was speaking Jesus' language. (laughs) Shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. When you are not welcomed, when your message is ignored or worse, insulted or rejected... Shake it off. There's this thing Melanie does. Shake it off. Do not dwell. Continue to be empowered by the authority of the reign of God. Shake off the dust. Arise. That is the title of a 15-ish year old album by a Hasidic Jewish rap and reggae artist named Madis Yahu which I listened to a lot about 15 years ago. Uh, And that's what I thought about when I heard these words, but it's also a quote from the prophet Isaiah. And Jesus may not have been making this connection. He might have been. He did name himself prophet. So when I heard the invitation to shake off the dust, I heard the words of hope and promise from the prophet Isaiah in whose tradition Jesus is firmly placing himself. Shake yourself from the dust. Rise up, O captive Jerusalem. Loose the bonds from your neck, O captive daughter Zion. My people shall know my name. Therefore, on that day, they shall know that it is I who speak. Here I am. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Messengers who bring good news, who go together with prophetic authority, who travel light and say, our God reigns. Isaiah spoke these words to a people in exile. Jesus' invitation comes to a people under occupation. And Nazareth may not want to hear it, but when he is rejected there, his message only spreads, and we need it now as much as ever. A model for letting rejection be empowerment, for finding community, authority, simplicity, and indwelling and proclaiming the good news of God's reign. May it be so. Amen.